Floor behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fix it radio. And it is that time, Fix It Radio, KLZ 560 live program today, February the 3rd. I should say February the 3rd. Make sure I say it correctly. And it's a snowy morning. Now, if you're listening to a replay show, it may not be at that point, but it's kind of a snowy, wet morning here this morning, which most of you know. And if you're out and about, be safe. Lots of splashback and things like that. Roads are fine, though, other than that, so there's no issues there. So just be safe as you're out driving around. Mainly watch out for the other people that are out there. My listeners are probably fine. It's the other people around you that you'll have to worry about. Any questions, we've got answers for you. 303 Four seven seven five six zero zero. You can text us a question as well. 307-200-8222. Weather is supposed to turn a little bit worse today as we go through the day. Right now it was early this morning rain. Temperatures have cooled off a little bit, so now it's turning into snow. And I think by later this afternoon it will be uh, all snow. And how much we get is anyone's guess, no matter what the weather person may tell you. They're usually not very accurate. So anyways, house warranties. In fact, I'll just talk warranties in general today. And there's lots of uh, ins and outs of this. And this was prompted earlier in the week by somebody asking me some questions along these lines. I thought, you know what? I've never talked about that on Fix It Radio. Let's do that today. So if you've got any experience, any advice for others, maybe you've owned one and it's been okay. Maybe you have and it hasn't. And I will just preface this by saying, and you guys most likely are going to know what I'm going to say because I feel the same way about home warranties that I do about uh, extended warranties or extended service contracts, which we call them home warranties and car warranties. They're not. The only technical person or company, I should say, that can give you an actual warranty is the manufacturer of said product. Otherwise, they're service contracts. And, and I think, as, as we always say on Rush to Reason during the week, words matter. And this is an example of where they do matter because a lot of people think, well, I've got a home warranty, everything's covered. Well, no, it's not. People have the same problem when they buy an extended service contract on a car. Well, I've got a, you know, I've got a warranty. I've got an extended warranty. That's what we typically call them. I have an extended warranty. Well, Actually, you don't have an extended warranty. You have a service contract that has all sorts of stipulations in it as to what is covered and what is not. And depending upon the company that is either standing behind that or is not standing behind it, which is most cases, you may not get near what you thought you were going to get out of it. The other thing that I think happens when, and this is just my own opinion, and you guys listening can chime in on this. The other thing I think happens when people have extended contracts, home auto, even other items you may buy. And I'm, I'm somebody that never buys one. I don't care what I'm buying. I don't buy one. I will take the chance on my own. I don't care whether it's a tool. I don't, I mean, unless it's something to where it's very, very inexpensive and you get like a full replacement, you know, so say you buy, I don't know, you buy a new cordless drill and 
a replacement contract if it goes bad in the next two years is like five bucks. Will I buy it if it's that cheap? Maybe. And even then, i got to really evaluate, is it something that I'll end up using or not? If you're buying a high-quality item in the first place, do you even need it? Chances are no. And the other thing, too, just and, and I'll get through a lot of these details of this today. In most cases, the manufacturers of said item will most likely stand behind it. Now, I know there's exceptions to that, and I've got a couple that I will give you some examples of, and not everybody does. I think those that don't, it hurts their future sales. But we'll get into that as well. I think the other, the other side to extended contracts that I see, and, and again, I know everybody's not the same, and I'm not trying to generalize this, but I think the other thing that happens is people that have them tend to think that's their insurance, that's their security blanket, and what they would normally have done for maintenance they don't do any longer because I've got a contract. I've got an extended warranty, they think. Well, what most don't realize is general wear and tear or lack of maintenance will void that contract as well. So you get nothing out of it anyways. So, again, these are things that I will get into today. And if you have any comments on this or things you'd like to add, again, lines are open 303-477-5600. Text line 307 200 8222 307-200-8222. You're welcome to text us or call whatever works best for you. We can do it either or. And going back to what, what prompted this was I had a text message earlier in the week that said, hey, what are your thoughts on extended warranties or, you know, home warranties? Are they worth it or not? That was basically the, the question that was asked to me. And, of course, my answer back, given what I've just started out today's program with, was I don't feel like they are. There's probably a few rare exceptions where they may be, but in general, I don't feel like they're worth it. Now, they are pushing these things like no tomorrow. Same happens on used cars and new cars even. I mean, we all dread that phone call because they're chasing you down. We've even seen all the memes on the extended warranty you know, service contract people on your car that really you know, chase you down to a deserted island to make sure that you've still got your car under coverage, quote-unquote. It's getting to be the same way when it comes to home warranties. And, again, I'm using that term loosely because they're not warranties, but service contracts. Now, I'm one that if you maintain the things that you own properly – the chances of you needing that contract are slim to none. And I mean that. doesn't mean that something's not going to happen and somebody's going to call in and say, yeah, well, I bought a service contract on such and such, such and such, and man alive, it saved me. Okay, well, there's going to be some examples of that. But let's, th- let's look at it this way. Would they be as popular as they are as far as the companies themselves go? Would they be hounding you as much as they do to get you to buy one if it wasn't profitable for them. In other words, these companies employ banks and banks and banks of people that are calling you or texting you or emailing you on a regular basis. They've got an entire marketing department of folks that are emailing, texting, and calling to try to sell you their product, meaning they're investing in getting the product in front of you, knowing that it's a numbers game at that point. The more they get in front of, the more sales they will make. Now, If it weren't profitable for them to do so, why would they do that? Simple question. If it wasn't profitable for these companies to have you 
as their customer, why would they work so hard on getting you as a customer? The answer is they wouldn't, meaning it's an extremely profitable business for them to be in. It's even worse, frankly, I think, than the insurance world. Because typically the claims inside of the quote-unquote extended service contract warranty world will be far less than it even will be on the insurance side. Because, again, there's a lot of stipulations that go into you actually being able to use that warranty on either your car or your home. And I don't know how many dollars... um, uh, I should have looked this up. I apologize. I didn't really think through this, but you know, home warranty companies and how many, uh, what's you know, what's their profitability like? I don't know that answer. I'm guessing higher than you think. Now, I've got an article that I went ahead and pulled off of Forbes of all places, Forbes Home. It's Forbes Forbes dot com, but they have a home section, and it's titled "Are Home Warranties Worth It?" In fact, I will put this in my notes for. Uh, producer Ann, which I did so that if she wants to put this up on our website a little bit later, she can. And essentially, you know, they they compare some different home warranties, of course. And they even say, just like I did, that they are insurance policies that protect policyholders against damage to your personal property and so on. In other words, that's what home insurance does. Service contracts are much the same, but they do things a little bit differently. So they cover things like household appliances, systems in your home. The contracts will vary, of course, depending upon what you buy and how it's bought and so on. And even in some cases, the age of the item that you're actually insuring or covering. Let me say it that way. You're basically buying an insurance policy. So I got to make sure I use my terms correctly here. What's covered in a home warranty policy? This is coming out of Forbes, not me. So they're a complement to your home insurance. Depending upon what level you purchase, most will cover typically major components of your home, of your systems, HVAC, water heaters, plumbing, electrical. Some plans cover appliances such as washers, dryers, refrigerators, and stove. You can also purchase add-on coverage for your hot tub, your second refrigerator, your swimming pool, and so on. Even septic system, well pumps, and so on. Just depends on how much you want to pay to cover all of that. So they are, of course, offered on a monthly or annual fee. And in the contract terms, you get a fixed service call fee, annual coverage limits for repairs. And then, of course, it covers service fees and coverage limits. You know, all of that will vary depending upon the company, who you bought it from, how much you're paying, and so on. If a home system or appliance breaks down, you file a claim online typically, or you can even make a phone call. You contact the service department. They connect you with an approved provider, which there's a lot of folks out there that are in the plumbing, electrical, HVAC world that are approved by these particular companies. And then they go out and perform said repair. And by the way, if you're somebody that's providing that, you'd like to call in and give me a little insight into how you see this working even for you. In other words, when you go out and actually, you know, go on a call, somebody's made a claim, and you arrive, how much of it is actually covered under warranty, under the service contract, versus how much do you end up charging the client? I'd love to know that figure. I don't know that figure. So if there's any of you listening that are in that world that do some of this work, you can be anonymous. We won't, you don't have to say who you are, who you work for. You could even just be a technician working for one of these companies that does this. 
you're on radio. No one knows who you are. You give us a fake name. We don't care. A lot of people do that anyways. Charlie is not going to rat you out and give your you know, caller ID out on air. We're not going to ever do that. So if you want to call in anonymously and tell us your thoughts on this and how it works, I would love to hear from some of you that are on that side of the fence. 303-477-5600. So, because my thought process is, a lot of folks think something's going to be covered, so they make that initial claim. The service provider shows up. They start looking through everything, and lo and behold, it's either partially covered or not covered at all. In other words, you're still going to have some out-of-pocket expense when it's all said and done. Now, here's the other reason why I say that. And I was in this world as the provider on the auto repair side for a number of years. If it wasn't lucrative for the provider to be involved, in other words, if they didn't think that there would be some quote-unquote customer pay, that's what we call it in the industry, there's either the company paying or the customer is paying. If there isn't some customer pay coming in from this, no one would do it. And here's why. All of the fees that you as a provider have agreed to with that particular provider are preset. Your service call, the replacement of a particular item, and, and the way they do that is it doesn't matter uh, in a lot of cases even the type of, of unit, how old it is, and so on. It's kind of a flat fee basis as to what you're getting as a provider to replace that item or to fix that item. And it's sort of a crapshoot on your end as a provider whether you're going to make any money or not. They would much rather have you as a regular customer, not through that quote-unquote warranty company. But providers sign up, and here's why they sign up. Because they know there's going to be an X amount of things that they go out on service calls for that aren't going to be covered, but you think they are. So in other words, if they didn't feel like they could get enough other business out of you, they wouldn't sign up as a provider because there's not enough money being a provider to stay in business. And I'm not giving any secrets here, by the way. Now, this isn't in this article, by the way. I just know these are the way some of these things work because the same is true in the automotive world. Some people sign up as a provider knowing that I'm going to get other work out of this that has nothing to do with the quote-unquote warranty Therefore, I will be a provider now. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. Again, you can, you're welcome to give us a call, 303-477-5600. I'd love to hear from some of you as providers and have you share with us your thoughts along those lines. I got a text message in just now as well that said, most good contractors won't do work for home warranty companies. They don't need the hassle. Yeah, thank you. I was going to get that, so thank you. You, you sort of uh, got to that before I did. A lot of good repair shops, by the way, will do it one of two ways. They'll either be a provider, but a provider on their terms, or not a provider at all. For example, when I own my shops, we did some extended service contract work. But here's how it worked. Charlie brings his vehicle in. He's got an extended contract on the vehicle he's driving. We get it in. We do the diagnosis. We figure out what's needed. We do determine at that point, you know, because we would read the policy at that point and determine what's going on with that policy. We would call the provider to get approval to do the work. But the deal on the front side with Charlie was this is going to be the cost of repairs, period. Your service provider, you know, if your contract will cover X amount of it, so be it. But you're going to owe whatever the difference is, period. And it's most likely not going to cover our entire bill. 
do you want us to proceed with the repairs or not? Here's what the service contract will pay. Here's what you'll have to pay as a difference. Think of it as a deductible or, or whatever you want to think of. Do you want us to go ahead and still fix the car? Because in my world, when I was doing that as a shop owner, we didn't do it for the price guaranteed by the service contract company because it wasn't enough to make money. So to the point of this texter, yes, I was one of those that if I did do it, it was on my terms and not theirs. And I never signed up with anybody where I was going to be their, you know, their only provider in that area, in this case, Boulder or Fort Collins. I, I never signed up for any of that because I didn't want that. I, di- I didn't want to do that. Just much like this texture is talking about, I didn't want that. Jeff in Western Montana, you're up, sir. Hey, good morning, John. Good morning. Sounds like your weather's about the same as ours. It I'm is. Probably much is. Snowfall right now. It has just turned from rain to snow. We're at 33 degrees. And, but the higher elevations are getting rid of our snow drought. So there you go. Thankful for that. Um, yeah, in the past, you and I have agreed to disagree on uh, the value of credit, credit cards and things. And one of the reasons is that it's just a tax on, on, on people who, uh, I feel, it's a, t- it's a tax on people who can least afford it. And big box stores and a lot of other stores make most of their money on credit. The biggest product sold in the United States today is credit. Yep. Um, you know, when you go into Best Buy, their, their appliances are loss leaders. So they can get you to sign up for a credit plan and make money that way. Yeah, and I, and, and I, so, you and I are, you know, lock, stock, and barrel. My, you know, I think the only thing you and I have ever disagreed upon is just debit cards versus credit cards. And I'm an anti-debit card guy, and I know you are, but that's probably the only thing. Other than that, everything you're saying, yes, I fully agree with. Right. And I put extended warranties in, or extended service contracts, I'm going to use the right term, in the same boat as those uh, big box stores. I agree with you. Yeah, I, I think I think you're. You know, I never source of profit. Yeah, I never, Jeff. I never really thought about it that way, even on who their target audience is. I never really thought about it that way. But I, yeah, I think you know what you are. You are spot on because you know, as an example, I'm one of those individuals that every time they ask, it's just an automatic no. I, I don't need it. I will. I guess you could say self insure that item. But really, Jeff, at the end of the day, that's a money maker for the store because, or for that company because they know, by and large, even if they have any claims, their own manufacturer is going to pick up those claims anyways. This is pure profit for them. Yes, it is. At least, like, for most tools, a year out on a warranty, so you're paying for maybe a year. And and various folks have done analyses of the, of the situation, and the results vary a little bit. But profits on extended service contracts fall into the 60 to 80 percent range. That means it's 60 to 80, 60 to 80 cents out of every dollar you, spell, you spend on a service contract goes into their pocket. Correct. They never pay it out. The yep. rest is advertising and, uh, and all that. So in my mind, it's the same for the other things that you see advertised so much that they're not selling it for your benefit. They're selling it for their benefit. They make money on, on it, and if they have to pay out occasionally, so be it. Now, I have had them in the past, and they have served me well, particularly when, uh, in one case when I was driving back from Montana to Colorado. I had a transmission go out, and that was covered. Um, so I can't say that I have always felt this way. Um, but, yeah, and I was in a financial situation that's different today than I was back then. But the thought of paying, you know, you hear the advertisements, you pay three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000, whatever they are, I don't even know now, up front, 
because you're worried about having to spend $600 on a repair? Um, in my mind, that just doesn't make sense. Save up money yep. and yep. if you have a $600 repair. Yeah, I would think, Jeff, Jeff thank you for saying that. In fact, what I had told this individual earlier in the week was you'd be better off whatever that warranty cost, you know, that service contract cost is. Let's say on your home it's, I don't know, 150 bucks a month. You'd be better off taking that 150 a month, putting it in a separate home savings account, if that's what you wanted to do in the first place and you can afford the 150. Put your 150 in a home savings account at the end of the year – You've got what, Jeff? Thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars. I'm not, you know, doing the math quick in my head, but around fourteen hundred dollars or so at the end of the year that you'd have to do whatever repairs are needed. And if you don't need any, now you're fourteen hundred ahead. But ever, uh, celebrities who are paid to advertise this often, they'll say, "Well, I have it." Yeah, it was probably given. Yeah, to you by exactly. The company as part exactly. Of the show for them. So, uh, and really, and Jeff, really I'm quick, sorry. think about that number I just gave, where a lot of these, if it's $150 a month, that's $1,800 a year. You take two years of having maybe nothing happen at all, that's $3,600. You know, for $3,600, there's a lot of home repairs you can do pretty easily for under that. A bunch of them. And, as you know, there's, and I'll get into this as we come back from the break, but as you know, there's also a lot of quote-unquote stipulations as to what they're going to cover and not cover as well. Oh, yeah, you, you mentioned that earlier, yeah, that, uh, oh, you know, well, I'm sorry, that's not covered, that's not covered. You know, and, uh, I was, you know somebody uh, nationally known said you can probably buy an extended service contract on a pencil, but I'm willing to bet that the eraser wouldn't be covered. You know, there you go. The lead and the wood are, but the eraser probably isn't. There you go. Well, and and I, we used to find this even out on the on the automotive side as well. You know, the other thing that these guys are really big on is can you prove you've done maintenance on said item that just failed? So, you know, transmission or failed or differential failed or the power steering failed or whatever the case may be. You know, did you do proper maintenance on said items to, you know, to make – because that's part of the service contract is you've got to maintain things uh, as well. And, Jeff, I can I, – you know, I can't tell you how many times over the years you'd go to call and get something and then have to try to prove documentation that, by the way, customer never had, meaning at that point they're not covering anything. That's right. Be prepared for a rectal exam on, That's your, right. on your maintenance. And uh, if you can't do that, uh, you just spent your money for nothing. The only – this is what I tell people on the on the car side, I don't think this applies to the home side because I don't know anybody doing it this way because even some new home builders aren't – Aren't worth a uh, aren't worth the paper that they make you sign the contract on. By the way, Jeff. But on the car yeah. side, if you're if you're ever going to buy an extended warranty, you need to do that through the factory itself. That's the only one worth buying. I'm still not in favor of that. But if you're going to buy one, buy the one that you know General Motors, Ford, Toyota, whoever puts out. Don't buy any of the other aftermarket ones that are out there. I don't know, Jeff. That on the home side. To my knowledge, there isn't anybody that does that. Everything you buy on the home side is going to be through a third party. I believe so. I don't know of anybody that, you know, KB Homes, for example, that offers any kind of an extended contract you can buy through them, frankly, nor would you want to probably. No, I don't think they have people on contract to, to go through houses they've already built. That would uh, it kind of defeat the purpose of selling a new home, right? Yeah, yeah here's your home, but uh, we're not really sure we did it right, so... By the service so here's this contract we're going to sell you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, thank you. No, and, and, and again, and I did look this up. Well, I got you really quick. I did look this up. 
Well, you were talking $3.9 billion is what home warranty providers currently do. Uh, that's going to be an expected increase of about 3.5%, and they keep about 12% net profit out of that. So yeah, not bad. That's, that's, the, uh, that's who, the, the warranty company? Those are, war- those are home warranty providers. That's the numbers. $3.9 billion, expected to raise 3.5%, and they keep about 12% net out of all of that. After all expenses are paid, keep in mind that's going to include even tax deductions and other things that, you know, frankly, their numbers are larger. But, you know, considering all of that, still 12% net. Not bad. Right, and that's profits to the dealer, too, because the dealer gets a cut of that, or anybody who's... Well, anybody that's servicing in the home warranty world, yeah, that that includes anybody they're paying as a provider and so on. So, again, at the end of the day, are they a good deal? No. Save your money, put it in your own account, be your own warranty company, I guess you could say, Jeff, and away you go. But you brought up a great point, and I'm, I'm afraid to say that... And I'm not trying to be rude here, so anybody listening, please, don't don't think I'm being rude. But this is a lot like the lottery, Jeff. Typically, only poor people play the lottery. I know I'm not always correct in that, and some people play it no matter what. But typically, you don't find people with means paying the lottery. I'm guessing that typically people with means are not buying extended warranties either. I believe so, yeah. I can't remember who it was uh, said that uh, gambling is a tax on people who are bad at math. Um, and we just got back from a wedding in Vegas for a granddaughter and her grandson, and uh there's a lot of lights in Vegas, and uh, they're not funded by generosity or philanthropic. Uh, I've always said, Jeff, that they didn't build Atlantic City, Vegas, even cruise ships with gambling and so on from winners. They've built it from losers. That's right. And Always remember that when you go there. Yep. So, anyway... Got a little bit off field there. Good but, stuff. Yeah. No, Jeff, no, you're fine. I appreciate that very much. No, I, I think what Jeff just said in regards to who actually they target and who buys these is very true. I will tell you just, you know, as a side note, and I don't know why, maybe because of the age of my home and it's so old it wouldn't even qualify for some of these extended, you know, a home warranty in the first place. I've never, ever been approached from a home warranty company on my home. Again, could be the age of the home, and when they look it up, through the you know through the public records and so on, they look at it and see it's a 1974 home, and it probably doesn't qualify in the first place. Even though it's had extensive remodeling and so on done over the years, they probably just look at that and say the age of the home doesn't qualify. But I've never ever had a home warranty company approach me in the home that I own right now, and I and I don't think it's they have no idea what income status or anything along those lines is. I think they're just you know typically looking at. The age of the home. On the same token, I'm guessing that any of you that own newer homes have probably been contacted numerous times to buy a service contract on your home because you are their best option for that. And somebody also texted in, it's hilarious to me how realtors will give their clients a year of a home warranty even if the client purchases a new home. The new home was a bumper-to-bumper warranty for a year. What a waste. Yeah, I you can't disagree with that. I... And I know, and nothing against realtors, and a lot of a lot of you out there are listening, and it's not against you, and it's part of the marketing and things that you do. Great, more power to you. I fully understand. But, yeah, at the end of the day, what are you really providing your clients with when they've got a bumper-to-bumper warranty on the home? Anyways. All right, a little long on that segment. we got a break we need to take. We'll be right back. Alan Stack, Stack Optical, of course. Make sure that you go see Alan for whatever you've got going on when it comes to your eye care needs. Eye exam to all of the different things you need to actually see customization of all of your frames, lenses, how they work, 
uh, contacts, you name it, Allen can do it all. Allen Stack, or Allen at Stack Optical, I should say. And don't forget, they can work with your FSA, HSA programs as well. 303-321-1578. Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Want to downsize but can't qualify with a current mortgage and a new one? Been told you have to sell your house for the down payment? That debt ratio is too high? We can help. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Use your equity for the down payment and debts, qualify only on the new mortgage payment, and have no more contingency offers. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. Our experience can save you money. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA, equal credit lender. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured. But you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, You'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. Did you know that chip can be fixed? But who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972. And it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology, backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company. While other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all, you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, we here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. 
That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep your roof ready for wherever Colorado throws its way. All right, we are back. Fixit Radio, KLZ 560. Website, fixitradio.com. We put a lot of different links up there, by the way, of the things that we talk about, including different products, different tools, things like that. We're adding to that on a regular basis. So if you ever need anything, just go to our website, and there's typically links there to some of the things that we talk about on a routine basis. Bob and Centennial, you're next. Thanks. Uh, just wondering if you had any information about where you can get, if you want to scrape the popcorn off of your uh, the ceilings, where you can get it analyzed for asbestos content? There's all sorts of companies you can look at that will come out and do a test for you. I have no idea, Bob, what the cost is. We used to have a sponsor several, well, it's been probably five years ago or so now, on our weekly show that did some of that on a routine basis. And I I would be uh, wrong in telling you what the cost of that would be, but there's a lot of different companies running around out there. Just you know, Just you know, go to Google, find one, and they can do the testing to tell you if it's asbestos or not. Okay, what do you look under? Just asbestos? Asbestos uh, testing. Yep, asbestos testing. Okay. okay, but there are there are people that do that. Lots of them, actually. More and more all the time now. I, I don't want to hire them to do it. I just want to see if there's asbestos. In that's right, yeah, and, that, and that's where... Now, you didn't hear this from me, but keep in mind, if you have it tested, then what you do with it becomes a completely different animal and... I don't know exactly how that works on their end, if they have to report that you've actually got asbestos in the home and what kind of a can of worms that opens up. I have no clue how all that works. Yeah. So just be okay. fair yeah. warned that if you call someone and have it tested and it comes back positive, you may have other issues. Yeah, and now, they might be obligated to report it. You may be obligated to report Yeah, they may be. Now, on the same token, I know on popcorn ceilings they're not all asbestos. Some are, some aren't. And I also know that they now have new tools for dealing with popcorn ceilings. They've actually got these vacuum slash orbital sanders, Bob, to where you can actually put them up on a rod. You don't even have to be on a ladder or anything. You can literally do all of this from the ground. You attach a shop vac to it, and you literally can sand that popcorn off. It'll suck it all down into the uh, shop vac, whereby your, your dust and crud that you would normally be dealing with is minimized. Okay. So they've made, they've made real something? advancements on that end of things as well. Where would you get something like that? Oh, gosh, I think most of your major companies, you know, all of your major uh, power tool companies sell those now. Okay, in the big box stores probably too? I don't know if they're going to have it or if that's something you'd have to do online. Um, there's, if I, and I just Googled it and looked it up, and you can get them on Amazon, all sorts of different places, and it's essentially an orbital sander that's cordless, that you know then goes down into a, a shop vac sort of a you know basically a, a shop vac hose if you would put that down into your shop vac and the way you go and by the way not expensive I'm looking on Amazon right now you can buy these things for 110 120 bucks okay so they're not as All expensive right. as they used to be now to your point figuring out what is there first to make sure and I guess let me ask you this when was the home built when do you how how old do you think these ceilings are it's 77. Yeah, it's probably if it's it's iffy. It could be, could not be. It depends on uh, how they were put on and so on. And now here's the other thing. A lot of folks will say if they are, you if you don't mess with it, if you don't touch it, nothing has to be done. You could paint over it, do whatever you need to do. But, yeah, to remove them, if it is asbestos, that's a whole different world. 
because yeah, we, we just want to get rid of because we don't like it. I don't like the way it I don't works. like it. I don't, I, it was a big deal back in the 70s, as you know, to do, and I, I don't know who thought that was a good idea. I you know, never liked it even from day one, but it was a, it was a as you know, it was, that was actually pretty fancy back in the day to have that. Right, right. So, all right, well, I give some things to go on, so we'll look into that maybe talk to some of these asbestos uh, testers and see what they say. Um, you know, the one thing I did not look up to is, and I, I should have, you actually can do a home test yourself. Th- again, just like everything else, you can go to Amazon and buy a home test kit. Really? Yep. Okay. You can. For now, okay. Yeah, now, it's, it's again, these are all from different labs. You're going to take a sample, send it in. And again, if you send it in, and, you know what happens at that point? Do, are they going to report it? That one, I have no idea. On my gut feeling, though, Bob, is you're one step removed from having a company locally that you call to come out that would then be more involved versus somebody you're sending this thing across the country to. Uh huh. Follow me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, we just have one room that needs it. The rest of them have actually already been. Great, but the previous owner, but um, we don't know any. I don't know if they, if they did testing or not. And you, when you bought the home, there probably wasn't any reporting or anything on that, was there? No, no, no. So, well, I guess with some avenues of approach, we can. Uh, I would do a home that. test kit first before I called anybody locally. A, it's going to be a lot cheaper, and then you know, and if it comes back negative, just you know, get one of those tools, scrape it off, you know, sand it off, be done with it, and off you right. go. If it does come back positive, well, now you've got a little different scenario. So the home test kits are available on Amazon. Yep. You think? Yeah, they're anywhere from. I don't know why the range anywhere from ten to thirty. Thirty dollars. Yep. Oh, okay. That's that's pretty cheap. Yeah, they're not that expensive. They're not that expensive at all. All right. Well, we'll definitely check that out. I think I would go that route first before I did anything with calling a company, Bob. Now that I think through it, I think you'd be better off doing it that way. I think that's a better idea. I agree. All right, Bob, do it. Let us know how it goes. Thank you very much. You're very welcome, Bob. All right, we'll get caught up on breaks. I know it went really long in that first segment. We'll come right back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Premier Home Remodels is fully transparent in every aspect of your home remodel. They take customer service to the next level with their online portal, offering you daily updates, progress photos, and even a calendar to track your remodel process. Their portal also allows you to access benchmarks for payments and presents the licenses of each tradesman on site, so you know you're always in safe and skilled hands. And they want you to share design ideas and photos that inspire you so every aspect of the plan is what you want. Premier maintains full transparency by professionally documenting project progress with before and after photos, so you are always up to date. You want a team that will always inform you every step of the way with your remodel. Contact Premier Home Remodels by going to klzradio.com slash remodel. That's klzradio.com slash remodel. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. 
ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. Did you know that chip can be fixed? But who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972, and it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology, backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company. While other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all, you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, we here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20-plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep your roof ready for wherever Colorado throws its way. Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Home of the original Asset Manager Loan, where you pay less interest and own your home faster, pay off your debt and save six to nine hundred a month, have access to your equity for thirty years. Call seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred now. We listen and promise to do our best for you. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred. Over twenty years of low rates, outstanding service, and number one at putting you first. Let us show you how our experience saves you money. 720-895-0500. regulated by Dora, equal credit lender. All right, we are back. More ceiling talk. David, you're next. Go ahead. John, uh, I'm a real estate broker, and I've had a lot of experience with mold, asbestos, and all this stuff. This individual, just paint the ceiling. You can roll roll those ceilings, it mashes the uh, the uh, popcorn into the ceiling. It isn't that bad. If he brings in anybody from it, the outside... It's a nightmare. 
Well, the problem you have, everything goes out of your hands. That's right. Because the, st- the state, the city, and the county step in and yep. say, you found asbestos, yep. you may have to leave your house. Yep. While they, while they do all the mitigation. A, well, they do the mitigation, and, and there's so much paperwork involved in it. Yep. And it also is something that carries on throughout the ownership of the yeah, property. Yeah, and I'm glad you just said that. I, one thing I failed to mention was even once he finds out it's there, you've got to now disclose that on every declaration form going forward, right? Yes, and you have to show how you mitigated it. Yeah. And whether or not you did it properly, because right. somebody could step in there and say, oh, you forgot this paperwork. Correct. So, no, just roll it. Because even when you take it off, you think you're getting rid of it, but you're dispersing it all over the interior of the house, on the walls, in the kitchen, on the dishes, everything. Right. Right. Here's, a, here's another thing I'll give you a heads up on. I've just been notified by a number of clients that live in HOAs, yeah. because of our wonderful Democratic Party that's running this country and running this state in the ground, we have had a tremendous amount of insurance companies that have left this state. That's right. No longer That's available. right. That's right. No, I'm so, glad you mentioned that. I was going to get to that probably at a later time, bring one of our insurance guys on, you know, one of the Pauls and bring them on. And yeah, I learned some things even at the auction last week, David, talking to some guys in the industry whereby it's much worse than even I thought. It's going to be really, really hard in Colorado in the not-too-distant future to be insured, period, especially in that HOA end of things, as you know, from what you just said. It, meaning, for all of you listening that are in HOAs, especially where it's a large HOA, uh, David, you know what I mean by this. You could, you could very easily see your HOA dues double or triple in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, I've had calls from three different clients over the. I've sold uh, properties too that are in HOAs. Their uh, projected new uh, premium for their HOA dues have gone up sixty to seventy percent. There you go. That's right. That's right. It might it might be a good um, thing to go down the road on because there are some that are more competitive than others. Some of the some of the information I've gotten in. And some things you can do as an HOA to absorb the cost by picking up. Yeah, self-insure, uh, basically, right? You you, yeah. you pick up a certain amount. Yeah, I was talking to – it's funny. I had this conversation at the airport last week on my way out of town. One of the folks that we met on at the auction was at the airport at the same time. He does a lot of this work for HOAs. He's sort of a GC for all sorts of different things that would happen in an HOA. And he was going over the exact same things. And I learned a ton, you know, just sitting and listening to him, David, which I was going to put on a future show. So this is kind of dovetailing. Yep into that. But yeah, and for everybody listening, uh, those of you that are in HOA, a lot of it, David, as you know, it's it's not just one item. It's a combination of all the different things they now have to be insured for from roofs to on and on we go. Well, and it's, it's just a tremendous amount of new uh, measures that the legislature have put in in the last five years That's that right. have just driven the cost up in and, and either in, and, so, and what's happening, as you know, David, is either Either insurance companies will do that, raise the rates up enough to where you still have insurance, and there will be some around that will do that. You know, folks, it's not going to be you can't get insurance. There'll be somebody that'll insurance it. Either that David or the state will have to step in and handle it or something. But at some, you know, there'll be insurance. The the key is the cost of it. When there's less, as you know, less competition means prices go up. Absolutely. So yeah, that's Great exactly show, what's coming. You're 100 percent correct. You take care. You too, Dave. Appreciate it very much. And yeah, he is spot on. I learned that last week sitting at the airport, which. 
I kind of had heard through the grapevine some of this was coming, but I had no idea the negative impact this is going to have in HOAs, uh, especially HOAs, I guess is what I should say. Um, yeah, somebody also texted and said, ask forgiveness, not permission. Scrape the ceiling on your own and move on. Um, y- y- yeah, other than if you've got any people, and I can't say that on air, by the way. You as a texter can say that, but I cannot say that, of course, for obvious reasons. I can read your text message, but I cannot advocate that any way, shape, or form. Uh, that has to be something that each owner you know, makes a decision on on their own. Dave's right. If, you, if it's determined that it's found to have asbestos and then all of the mitigation, everything that goes along with it has to be done properly. Otherwise, you're going to be living with that thing you know, literally forever. So, uh, again, I cannot tell you what to do. I do know there's ways to handle those popcorn ceilings if they're not asbestos in a very easy fashion. There's tools now to make that really easy to get that down. Key is, is it or isn't it? And I don't know. Somebody else said it's always, almost, it's almost always better, if possible, to encapsul- encapsulate the asbestos rather than remove it. Uh, and any of the 1970s and early houses with tile floors probably use vinyl asbestos. Yes, that's true. Don't remove it. Just laminate over the top of it or carpet over the top of it and forget about it. Yes, I've heard that as well. So you're better off if... You've got some old asbestos tiles, uh, you know, some of the things that were made back in those days. That's what was the common ingredient. And, yeah, I've heard that as many times as well. If you've got any of that, you're better off just covering it up, leaving it, not messing with it. You're better off when it's all said and done. The key is if you ever go to do any kind of remodeling or anything along those lines and there's any asbestos there, again, back to David's comment a moment ago, that brings on a whole nother layer of of red tape is probably the best way to say that hoops that you have to jump through. And, and by the way, folks, it's why I said earlier, you're seeing a lot more industry testing mitigation and so on in that area because of the amount of profit that's there based upon everything David just said. Absolutely. So yes, that's one of those things where if you live in an older home and it's one of those things, especially if you're buying an older home to really look at, and do you have any chances of there being any, asbestos or things like that in that home. That was one of the advantages I had in my home, even being from 74, is all of that had already been remedied, taken care of, remodeled, etc. I didn't have any of those issues to deal with because the previous either one or two homeowners had done all of that prior. But yeah, that's one of those things that you really need to be careful of when you're buying an older home or commercial building as well. So again, one of those things that you really need to be paying attention to and then watch carefully what's going on with that. And to both the texter and Dave's comments a moment ago, just be really, really careful. So anyways, um, also, I did have a question earlier about ceramic coatings and all sorts of things along those lines. And we've got Roy Perez from ProTech, our great sponsor, going to be joining us on Drive Radio. So on a mucky day like today, especially we start talking about detailing and ceramic coatings and window tint and so on. Uh, we will uh, we will cover that with Roy here in a little bit here as we get into the top of the hour of Drive Radio. Again, this is Fix It Radio, live show, February the 3rd. Yes, it's kind of a snowy morning and turned into being more and more snowy. When, when Charlie and I first got here, you could look west and see past Havana, no problem. wasn't too bad, just kind of rainy, and, man, the snow has moved in, and the parking lots are covered, the roofs are covered, the cars are covered, and it's much different now than it was even just an hour ago. So if you're out and about, be safe. Roads are going to be mucky and splashback and all of that. And I know this is on Saturday. On, uh, on Tuesday, if you're listening to the replay on Tuesday, it'll be much different at that point, of course. But, hey, this is Saturday, and this is what we're talking about. Okay, going back to, I want to finish up on this before we leave today's program. On the whole 
uh, warranty programs that you can buy for your home. This is for your home, not your car. What don't they cover? This, again, is in a Forbes article. So some common items that are generally excluded, and this is where you got to read the fine print, even if you're thinking about buying one, which I would highly suggest you don't. But if you decide to do it, here are the things that you need to pay attention to. Structural issues in foundations, walls, paint, and flooring. Those are typically not covered. Commercial-grade equipment or systems. This is a big one. This is where I think they can get a lot of people and just deny a claim altogether. Pre-existing conditions. Normal wear and tear. Rust, corrosion, sediment problems. Improper maintenance, I talked about that earlier, installation, design, manufacturing defects, previous repairs outside of the contract, detection and removal of asbestos, which we just talked about a moment ago, radon gas and mold, none of those are covered, and then building and zoning code violations are also not covered. So again, folks, there's a lot of, of exclusions when it comes to these home warranties where you really need to read the fine print before you do anything else to make sure that you are, in fact, all dialed in. And again, as I said many times, and I'll keep saying it, I'll stand by this. You're better off if you've got the money to buy a home warranty, and I don't know what they run, 100 to 200, I'm guessing, somewhere in the neighborhood typically is where they'd be to be affordable for most people. Take the same amount of money, go start a home savings account at your bank, and put that money that you would have normally put into your warranty, just be disciplined, even do an automatic transfer, if you would, out of a checking into a savings account every month, just like you would be doing to pay the warranty. And at the end of the year, if it's 150 a month, that's $1,800 you have in a savings account that you could then use for any type of major home repairs that you would normally have that you would have been expecting this particular warranty to have covered in the first place. So guys, that's it for today. If you want to know anything more about what we do and look at any of the links and things that we've got, fixitradio.com is the website to go to. Producer Ann does a great job of putting all of the links and things that we do. All of our past shows are there as well. But enjoy the rest of your day. Drive Radio will be back here in just a few minutes. This is Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country Station.